Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and uh, let's get this started. All right, you guys, welcome to Java Chat. This is Coffee with Mike, and I am sitting here with two amazing people that have come up with a concept that is probably going to change a lot of relationships. Uh, and I'm really excited to have them on here because, you know, usually guys, we're talking about business and startups and things of that nature, but there's another side of life that a lot of people that are in business and startups, um, entrepreneurs that happen to fall into the background a lot of times that I've noticed. And, and I think something like this is timely. I think it's something that's very necessary um, uh, in our society and in our communities today, uh, specifically because it deals with interpersonal relationships at home. If you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, somebody that works from home or somebody that comes home after work even, you know, you, you, you got that whole thing about leave work at work, keep home at home. What are you doing at home? Do you really understand what it is that you're doing? Do you really understand what's going on in your relationship and the, the consensus, uh, at least but by the, by the conversation I've had with these two so far, most people don't. <laughs> so, so they've come up with a concept that's really amazing. I'd like to introduce to you Mike Bosworth and Jennifer Lear. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Both of you really want to welcome you warmly. Thank you. We're happy to be here, Michael. That's awesome. So I want to kind of get into the, the, um, some of the background of this. First off, we were just talking a little earlier before we got on air um, with regards to couples um, and relationships. Um, and not just at home. I mean, relationships in general. Um, there seems to be a, a deficiency in interpersonal relationships. And I would love if you could speak to how, I mean, what do you see is going on right now in, in, in the world pretty much? Because I, I don't see any of this kind of information being passed around. Right. I, what, well, what do you see? Well, I mean, what I see in relationships is people really want to connect and they yeah. need to connect and they're, they don't know how, I mean, they can, you know, you fall in love and you can connect, but when the really hard stuff comes up where I need this and you need that and they're, they're conflicting, people don't know how to navigate through that because they expect that they should both need the same thing. And that isn't necessarily true. Yeah. And then that, that tends to, from what I've seen, it, it tends to lean into the, well, I'll just not talk about that and, or we'll just agree to not discuss that. But doesn't that just create more friction? And, and Well, it's, yeah, it's like sweeping dirt under the rug and soon yeah. the rug's going to have a big bump in it. Yeah, well, and we've seen how many trips can happen off of that one. <laughs> We're both on our second marriages, and, and what killed my first marriage was resentment. It's like a cancer oh, to a relationship, and it builds and builds over the years. And when that thing finally, when that dam finally breaks, yeah. it's over. Yeah. And Jennifer used to tell me when she was in couples that a lot of the couples, when they finally come to her, it was too late. It was already toast by the time they finally decided to try some help, or it was a lapse ditch effort before divorce. But it was too late. You know, that's a that's a good that's a good question. When what are the flags that people need to start recognizing? Because, like you said, if they're coming to that point where it's a last ditch effort, mm. 
it probably is too late in, in a lot of cases for a lot of different yeah. things. But what, what are, what are some of the things that you would think are solid signs other than denial? Well, because people be, don't ever admit that one. Yeah. They would be feeling, um, well, at least one member of the couple would be feeling unsafe yeah. or lonely mm -hmm. or highly resentful or very frustrated or not wanting to be, you know, not wanting to connect anymore. When you right. don't want to connect anymore, that's a big red flag. Cool. And, and under normal circumstances, when people go to therapies, where do they, where do they habitually go? So, cause I, I don't think, I don't think people understand that there is a difference between going to a therapist for individuals and a therapist for couples. Right. And that's a huge thing because I remember in grad school, I got great training and great education, but I didn't get training in couples work. And you sort of get thrown out into the world and you figure it out yourself unless you go get specialized training, which I did a lot of it. Um, because, because, so here's a major difference. If you're working with an individual, you're helping them understand themselves. You're helping them raise their self-esteem often. You're, you're dealing, but you're not dealing with relationships, which are about how do I uh, create trust and vulnerability, be able to be vulnerable with, with someone, even when we're in a place where one of us is triggered or we have wounds that keep colliding. Um, that's it's it's a whole different ball game when when somebody decides that they want to look for and, and I'm, I'm going through this to to let people know that if they're seeking a, a couples therapist um what are they looking for in specific like what what qualifications should they be right. considering with that therapist? well okay so there's a couple things one is the statistically uh, the most successful couples therapy is emotionally focused therapy for couples. So I would always recommend that people start in that, um, someone trained in that. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing, of course, is when you sit down with someone, uh, use your intuition. What does it feel like? And you don't have to take the first person. It's almost like you interview, you try someone. If you don't like them, get out. Yeah. Because this is a relationship. Yeah. And that person is going to step into the relationship. You, that per There's going to be three people in that relationship, you two and your therapist. So mm -hmm. you have to be comfortable with that person. That's but, funny. I, I remember having a, we, we, years ago, <clears throat> one of my former relationships, not a marriage, just me and a girlfriend, <clears throat> she wanted to go and see a therapist. She found one. Um, and we got out there and something didn't seem right to mm -hmm. me. She was right. completely comfortable with the person. Um, and I, for some reason, had a weird, odd feeling about them. Um, they were an author. They were a noted speaker in the therapy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think about a month and a half or two months later, I found out some shady stuff about that particular therapist that they would side with the other side. Right. And eventually, if, if, if they saw that there was a weak enough break between the two, they would, they would allow the break to happen and then they would try to get with the partner. And I, and I, and I, warned, her, I warned her about it and she didn't listen. Right. Um, and he threw the wrench in there and she caught it and she's just like, you were right. I'm like, I'm sorry that I was. I didn't want to be, but right. I kind of felt it. So that makes sense. It, go, go with the gut kind of deal. Yeah, right? you've got to because there's so many different different people there's a bell curve <laughs> wow and it's not just a bell curve of skill it's a bell curve of ethics and 
uh, ability to obviously to this guy was nowhere near the peak <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to consider because you this is a big deal when you bring someone into your relationship but even even the couples that could afford to go to her most of them didn't really have any kind of couples education and so she was spending a lot of her time where she could have been doing therapy just doing basic couples education and if you think about it most people model their relationship they grew up with in their family of origin yeah. whatever their parents had yeah. going yeah. that's their normal mm -hmm. and if you think about it most of the people out there don't have very good relationships so we have this huge population of people who just don't know how to do a relationship so i'm, I'm hearing there's a book coming sometime soon that's what i'm hearing well, we <laughs> because we've got 24 levels a week in silent, it's probably 24 books. It's, it's like 20, a book per level. It's, almost. it's 24 hours of content. Sweet. Awesome. So now we can talk about week and Sile. That's first off, um, the origins of week and Sile. Um, I went through your website and I was reading a lot of the content. I read your short story and the, and the, the, the longer version, um, which I found like super awesome only because for somebody to be able to come through what you went through, mm -hmm. to come to the conclusion that you came to, and then to create this. Of course, having a guy like Mike alongside you uh, is awesome too. He's, right, uh, yeah. We had our yeah. first conversation and yeah. I, I totally enjoy him, he's awesome. But <laughs> give, us, give us some background on how we concile the concept came together. Okay, so um, you know, I'm somebody who came from a pretty rocky past, and so I, I'm going to give you the sort of long, slightly longer story. I was someone who had to do an enormous amount of work on myself to become a functional human because I wasn't very functional when I was younger. I, I mean, I was functional in the outside world, but not internally. I had a lot of issues. Yeah. So, so I already had a, a focus on interior growth. That was just, I had built that way before I became a therapist. And then, you know, and I was in a marriage that was, then I was in a marriage that was very difficult and I did a lot of learning and growing there, but it wasn't growing together. It was growing, just growing into myself. Yeah. And I went to, you know, I went to therapy school. I got licensed. I worked with people. I ended up getting divorced. And as I was working with people, I was going, you know, I would actually remember a situation where I had to get up and sit between the two, get on the couch, get between the couch and sit between them to break them from you know, attacking each other. Wow. So there's like, you know, it's like you have to really, it can be a bit of a battlefield and you have to get them both calm down and able to receive yeah. because they're in, often they're in fight mode or, but so the idea came from working with these couples and going, this should, this is really difficult and these people need more help than they have time for or money for. And how do we get some, how do we get them going so the therapist isn't, you know, isn't holding the whole ball of wax also. So the people are taking some responsibility for what they've created between them and why they can't create something better. Because a lot of times those couples want her to take sides. Oh, that's, that's normal. I, I see that every, that's everywhere. And no, say you're right and you're wrong. It's like being a parent with two siblings. Hey guys, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. We've got a couple of messages we want to get out to you. So just hang out for a second and we'll continue this story. All right, guys, we're back. So um, we were we were just talking about how 
um, relationships get to a point where when they've first off, they don't have the information that they should have. It gets to a point where they're absolutely adversarial. We were talking about how you um, had to figure out, hey, something else needs to, this, we need something else. I mean, this, this can't keep going on like this because a therapist is not supposed to be a referee. You know, you're not there to, you're not there to see who wins the MMA match. That's for the UFC. Right. <laughs> we, we, need, we, need to, we need to do something a little different here. So if you, if you can pick up where you left off, Jennifer, and, and how that progressed even further to come to where we are today. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm working with couples of various assorted shapes and sizes, so to speak, different flavors. And just my mind kept going. These people need more help than an hour a week. And that was, you know, obviously I've, you know, done a couple sessions that are basically two hours, which is a much better, but you know, not everyone can afford a two hour time slot. So right. I just was like, they, these people need more help. And I, I was feeling, um, obviously feeling like I wasn't doing enough. So I was caught in some frustration. And so I was just looking for an answer. And um, I, I was um, exposed to some, um, what, what the internet thing is, that uh, whiteboard. What, what did whiteboard you know? selling or just software development? Software development. I was exposed to some software development. And I went, oh, this could be set up on a, in a, in a, on a system where people accessed information, they learned, they did exercises and they had guided discussions and there would be a whole toolbox for when they were stuck and that we could teach them about, you know, first of all, to talk about their goals and what they really want, what their problems were with each other and then teach them about the cycle they get caught in. So right. when you don't come home on time, I start screaming, you slam the door and leave or whatever and teach them, well, what's under that? The yeah. fight they've had a hundred times or a thousand times. And sure. so they can think about that themselves and then move them to understanding what attachment is, which means I'm upset because you're so important to me. No one ever says I'm upset because you're so important to me. They say I'm upset because you're late. Yeah. You know? So teaching yeah. them about what's underneath, you know, I need to know that you value me. I need to know that you uh, appreciate that I love you. I need to, all that stuff, they get educated on attachment. That's attachment stuff. And they do discussions and exercises around it and, and compare their differences. Start talking about um, how, how they really, what their attachment needs really are, what they're feeling underneath the, the symptoms. And then we move them on from attachment to learning about, okay, so when something's happening, what am I feeling in my body? Because like, for instance, someone who can't um, identify a feeling might be able to say, my stomach is so tight. Well, what does that, what's that bring up for you? Well, that makes me realize that I'm probably scared. Mm -hmm. So teaching them, um, what are they feeling? What are they thinking? What are they, uh, just different lenses. So we teach them the lenses. So they develop more facility with their- They, they learn to put a narrative around their own feelings. Experience, around their, and experience. their own experiences, which they haven't had. Right, so instead of, you know, I want to kill you because you blah, blah, blah. Well, what, what's happening for you right now? But teaching them to do some of that themselves. So it sounds like there's actual language change at that point. I, I, I remember years ago um, when I, one of the companies I used to work for, I, ha I had two different um, superiors that I used to go to and I would explain a situation. <clears throat> and they would be like, well, it sounds like, and it says, time out, let me get to the real root of what it is that I'm trying to get across here. And I would go down to the bottom and go looking for what you're saying. You know, here's, here's the reason I'm concerned with this. Right. It's not because of this, this all, all of this stuff up here is BS. Right. Here's the real issue. And they sit and, they, and I would always get the same answer. 
okay, I understand that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, let me take care of it tomorrow. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. I, I, I think a lot of that <clears throat> disappeared over time with me because I got divorced too. Uh, <laughs> right. It's, it's, and it was because of that, you know, I, I recognize some of the things that you said. There was talk of feeling lonely um, right. on both sides. We right. both did. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know how to address it other than, you know, serve me kind of mentality. And it's like, right. no, I, I realized many years later, that's not, that's not something that's going to work. Yeah. Um, and then there's the whole love language and the attachment and so on and so forth. So you've come up after that inspiration. Um, how long did it take to come up with like the curriculum and the modules and stuff? It took a couple, it took, at that point I was like, I need more training. And I started doing a training. I did workshops and um, a, did a couple bunch of, a bunch of training uh -huh. because it's like, I don't have a understanding of how to systematize this yet. And doing the training enabled me to go, okay, this is what step one needs to accomplish. This is what, and it enabled me to systematize it. It took a couple of years. Um, between the writing and the training, I'd say it took four years. And then, uh, you know. Then it was on Microsoft Word documents. And it early, yeah, yeah, that was before we automated it. That's, yeah. that's, that's about right though, um, for, yeah. for something that, yeah, especially when it's a, a passion project, which is what this sounds like. Right. Yeah, it's like awesome. a mission, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mike, how'd you get in this? Well, you know, my career has been, for the most part, teaching people how to sell conceptual, intangible, expensive concepts, conceptual things to businesses. In other words, you're, you're, you're also a relationship therapist, but, but on the business side of things. Well, I'm trying to teach people not to be assholes. <laughs> yes. Please, but, much more of that as often as possible. <laughs> but in my first book, Solution Selling, I talk about there's three levels of need in a person who is going to change. There's latent need, there's pain, and there's vision. We already talked earlier about the power of, of, of vision. A vision yeah. gives you hope for a solution. Right. And pain is, boy, I'm not really happy with something, but human beings hate pain. And yep. so if they have a problem, they don't know how to solve They Well, first of all, they try to solve it, but if they can't solve it, they put it in the back. Now it's latent. And in relationships out there, there is so much latent pain where they're living with loneliness. They're living with mediocrity. They just, you know, for whatever reasons, they feel trapped. They can't get out. And so they just push it in the back. And they push it in the back because they don't have hope for a solution. It almost it almost sounds like um, it almost sounds like the person that goes to the massage therapist and they say, "So what what do you have going on?" And you say, "Well, I have this shoulder pain. I've had it for some years though, so not really that. I, I, this is what I want you to work on, and it's just a symptom of the other pain." Right. And I, I think that sounds like everything from that latent pain just bleeds over into every other kind of possible pain you can think of. Is that well, about right? Yes, but jumping into this with uh, Jennifer and trying to build a business, I realized that getting couples to do the work, <laughs> because there's, there's usually one reluctant partner. One saying, let's sign up for a week and style, let's work on our relationship, and the other one's dragging their feet. And it's, it's, it could be either sex. 
Yeah, right. it could be other side. It just depends. And it's interesting, you know, why are they dragging their feet? That's a whole nother, a whole nother area to look at. But is but, that is that, is that something that's that's fairly easy to shortly define enough that people can yeah. see? Because yeah. I'm sure somebody would want to know if if you if you don't mind. I don't want someone in my life. I mean, I don't want, you know, a third person in my relationship. I don't think people, we need, I don't, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to talk about that stuff. I don't want to talk about that stuff. It's With shameful. A stranger. It doesn't feel good. Um, I'm not comfortable looking at my own deep feelings and shame. That stops a lot. They don't even know it. There's Where a does that come from though? I mean, is it, is that a, is that a result of like a trauma or is that a result of just, yeah, so let's suppose you're a little kid and you, you're upset about something and your mom yells at you instead of comforting you and you take those feelings and you put them down and you aren't going to look at them because if you look at them, you have to say, my mom isn't okay. Mm -hmm. So instead, you put your feelings away. And that happens countless times over a childhood. You mm -hmm. grow up into someone who isn't exploring that stuff, yeah. isn't open to it. It's, it's a... It's and these are, you know, we're looking at smart people. This isn't about intelligence. It's simply about having places we've learned, we've wired in our growing up, we've wired ourselves to stay away from. And it becomes cemented into the psyche until you can teach someone it's okay and it's safe to open this up. I think there's a huge difference that most people don't get. You just mentioned that these people aren't unintelligent. In fact, the ones that I've noticed have a lot of that kind of issues are the ones that have degrees yeah. and they've, they've learned a lot. They've studied a lot. Some of them have, I mean, gone into major industries and they, they do very well at work, but their home life is hoarded. And it's because uh, of some trauma that they ran into when they were children. Um, yeah. You just, you just had me, I'm a single father. Oh, okay. I have a, I have a 17 year old son. Um, and I, I, as of late have really been keeping an eye on him because some of his conversations with his grandma, Grandma, my mom comes back to me and says, you know what he was saying today? And I'm like, what? When did he say that? Oh, this is, he said this, this today. And I'm like, that sounds like he's got some self-worth issues. What the heck? And I've never told him that he's worthless. In fact, I do everything to encourage him to say, if you want it, it's doable. Right. And, and I, don't, I don't know if maybe it's. How old was he when uh, you got divorced? Oh, he was. Honestly, he was around 12. He watched, a, he watched a four and a half year ordeal go down. Plus it took CPS to get him away from his mother. Uh, right. And so that alone can bring in um, a sense of why did this happen to me? I'm not good enough. This yeah. doesn't happen to everyone that's, else. That's what I, I mean, we had him go to, to um, some therapy and he did very well. And the, and the therapist, they got along like, like really good friends. So yeah. I know that there was help there, but now that you said that, I'm kind of like, mm, there might be some, latent pain in the back there with him now that has yeah. to be yeah. out and dealt with. You know, but, a great a great book to read just for your own information is Parenting from the Inside Out by Dan Siegel and Mary Hartzell. And it's about how the areas we're unconscious of uh, end up in our children because we didn't, you always have to read it. It's a great, great book on parenting. We'll, we'll definitely, guys, if you're listening to this right now, we'll make sure that we put, um, we're going to put both of those books that have been mentioned so far in the comments. So you can pick up a link and go grab these books. They're, they're Mike's book. After talking with Mike, you got to read that book. I mean, to be able to, to get into emotional selling without having to be a, a quote unquote hammer or a closer. Um, 
It's one of my it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I I, I was in and around the timeshare industry, and I actually know a couple of the hammers. As much as I love them, I beat them down too if I could. Um, especially when they get to that point. But this other one sounds awesome. Parenting for from the inside out. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Back to Econcile, because that's what we really okay. want to talk yes. about. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so we we have so we have uh, we have a concept. We have a software platform. It is automated. If somebody comes to the site, which by the way is a beautiful site, I love it. It's the design, the colors, it's awesome. Um, what can somebody expect to see at the outset as a first time visitor? And what do you suggest they do after they've landed on the page? Okay, so you're talking about the public website, not the actual Correct. app. Yes, right. yeah, no, no, we'll get into the app next. Okay, so the public website is just a place to get information and there's a lot of information uh, as you, I mean, it's, it's, there's a small book in there, but to give people an idea of, you know, do they want to do therapy or do they want to do we can sell or do they want to do we can sell with therapy? If they're think already decided that they're going to leave, it, it explains that we, why we can sell isn't the right choice. Uh, it talks about how other people, stories of how other people have worked through stuff using we can sell. So it just has a lot of information on could this work for me? And would I, would this, would I be comfortable with working in this way? And so there's a relationship quality quiz right there that takes one minute. It's 10 questions. 10 questions, but they're vision statements. So there's a vision statement and then they're asked to say, oh, I would love to be able to say this, I can say this, or I don't, or I don't care about this. Yeah. And, and where, what are these 10 questions based on? I mean, they're all, uh, they're all based on attachment. Like, do I feel safe? I feel safe. Um, I, I'm able to be vulnerable, um, that kind of thing, because okay. we're looking at how attachment, your relationship to the attachment issues shows whether you're really in a, a supportive attachment environment or not. So the, at the end of the quiz, they'll get a result instantaneously. They'll get a score. They'll get yeah. a score and yeah, they'll get a okay. score. Yeah. And, then, and then just as, a, as an aside for, again, for the listeners, when somebody scores What's a good score? What's a not so great score? And what's well, a, I think a 50 perfect? Is 50, is 50 is a perfect score. score and I yeah. think, uh, we got 47. <laughs> is, that, is that accumulative over time or is that just all at once? It's, uh, it's as, as where we are today. Today, yeah. 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 Now, if I would have taken that in my first marriage, it wouldn't have been such a good score. <laughs> I, I, I think my score is probably still somewhere down in the, just below the mid level. I still got a lot to learn. And, and, like I said, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of I may be getting into a relationship here shortly. I'd like to go in with eyes open this time. Right. You know, I think yeah. it's probably. Oh, speaking of which, if you're not in a relationship, would this be good for you? I mean, at least the, the, the blog site to, to learn. I mean, yeah. would it be a resource? You can learn a lot from the blog. Um, uh, so if you're not in a relationship, I did write a book called The Magic Cake, The Seven Ingredients to a Relationship Ready Person, which goes through... Um, getting yourself to be get, it, relationable yeah, yourself. looking at yourself so that you, you are actually relationable yourself so that's on Amazon but um, okay what was the question <laughs> and, and for the and for the life of me I think I asked it to is, is this a good site as a resource oh, yeah, yes which which yes so okay. what we're do the um, the blog is a good resource for singles we are going to create a, a Meekensile, basically, which means you can run for, we haven't done that yet because it's a bunch of uh, It's some development. It's development. Oh, sure, sure. We're yeah. strapping, so. So we're, we're not there yet, but we do have one 
person that we set up her account because she's single uh, to do it without the without a partner. Right, so she is able to do that. The difference is when you um, are with a partner, we have it gated. You have to actually complete level one before you can do level two. Nice. For If you're a single, it's not set up that way because the exercises are designed mostly for couples. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, that's awesome. So um, guys, we're going to take another short little break. We'll uh, run a couple of quick sponsors and uh, we'll be right back. So now that we have the flow, we have the site and people can see the blog and they've, they've actually you know taken some time to look through it, taken the quiz. Um, What's the range of score that you would say it's time to get into the app and what is the app? Okay, so uh, I don't remember, I'd have to actually look at the quiz to get an exact number, but basically if you're scoring- um, In the 20s. Well, certainly if you're in the 20s or 30s, um, you would want to go, hey, I'm not really, um, optimizing my relationship here. But it's fixable in the 20s and the 30s. I'm thinking if they're lower than that, it might be toast. Well, the fixable, the fixable part has to do with the person's ability to look at themselves True. and become vulnerable and to make changes. So, so this, is, that a, is that one of the things that's like, because that's one of the questions, if I remember correctly, in the, in the quiz, is if they're ready, if they are if they can be vulnerable, I think is that is that well, the, yeah. Are they are they able to be vulnerable and with their partner? With their partner, which is not an answer. That's so. That's that's not quite the same thing. That's what. So I it's really yeah. What it really is, if you are, um, if you're a self starter, and you know you are used to process. So in other words, you've learned how to play an instrument or you do yoga, where you're not looking for a quick fix because yeah. the quicks there are quick people attempting to do quick fixes out there, I don't believe they work nope. because the depth of what has to be um, looked at and opened up is, is can't be done in eight hours. It's no. more than that. So yeah. um, if you're willing to say, okay, I think my relationship is worth a little time here. This is an important part of my life. Then it's, it's, then it's for you. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's a, there's a time and place for growth hacking relationships is not it. So Right, it really right. isn't. Yeah. It's not a shortcut. There's no I mean, shortcut to learning how to play the piano. A, there was a, a study that came out recently, and I, I don't, I didn't read the whole study. I read the excerpt that someone wrote about it, which was for Hold Me, uh, Hold Me Tight, which is Sue Johnson, who founded Emotionally Focused Therapy for Couples, who's a brilliant person, and she has her own little. Um, she has a, something called uh, Hold Me Tight workshops, which you go and you go take a workshop with for a weekend or three days with a a therapist and it's you know a group of couples and the results were that it it whole it, it definitely increases satisfaction in the short term but not in the long term because the couples actually need more support than that that's then the three-day workshop yeah, we that, did Sue, that's, Sue Johnson's that's, that's my memory of that I, yeah. I don't want to be like held to it but my memory of it is that that's what the determination was couples need more long-term support to hold on to the changes that they make in the short term. And so that's what the, that's what this app is going to be able to do is give them the support on the, on yeah. the longer term. Yeah, because it continues and you, some couples might do three levels and they're like, okay, we're done. And other couples might really need to do all 24. Right. Um, because there's a lot of iteration to, to, cause when you're rewiring, you know, what is oh, yeah. it? 19 times, 19 times to change a habit or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least, yeah. at least. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's 66 days of continuous, persistent 
action of some sort on, on other things yeah. which habits. So yeah, it, it, it takes a while. So if somebody, if somebody gets into the app, um, someone gets into the app, logs in, goes through the first five and figures that, okay, we're good. How do they know that for sure? Well, what they'll know is that they are able to have conversations with their partner that, that used to turn to fights, but don't anymore. They'll have a person who they can turn to when they're upset and that person will be there. They will know that when they hit a roadblock where they're both upset, that they don't just go into their corners, that one of them has learned how to reach, which is even though I'm upset, I can reach for you and let you know I'm still here. And maybe we can talk about how we can support each other right now while we're both upset. That's not easy to do. No. I mean, that took me a long time to learn how to do. <clears throat> My background, that was anti, it was, you know, anti of what I learned. Yeah, well, it, it was anti of what I knew in my, my marriage. And it's kind of interesting that I've, for me personally, I kind of 180 my my way, my way of being, that even if I'm out of it, if you will, mm -hmm. that if somebody else is out of it, I'll stop my out of it for a moment and just look over and go, what's up? You right. know, how do you, right. what's, what's going on? Because I, for one, I don't like seeing other people suffer. Right. Um, emotionally or mentally, because I know what it feels like. Because I've been yeah. there. Right. Um, personally, I've been through a lot of depression. And it gets it gets under my skin when I see somebody else going through the same thing. And I'm literally just like, all right, what do you need to process? Right, like, right. Yeah. I yeah. Think. So they've gotten to that level. Um, if they go through, is there a continuum on the app? Do, do they just keep it on their, their phone or so they can use it whenever they need it? Or what's, what's, what's the, what's the best use of the app beyond, I think we got it. Um, not sure, um, but I think we got it. How do we, how do you, what would you suggest that it, it be best used as uh, a reference point once it's done or? Well, I, that's funny one. I had a couple that did go through the whole 24 and at the end, the woman, uh, I was talking to them weekly cause I was working, they were helping me actually change things cause you're working with people going, okay, what's the response to this? But anyway, she said, Oh, we're getting to the end and I'm scared Ooh. because she knew that it was helping her and she didn't want to be without it. So it's an interesting question. There is, uh, it's set up in a linear fashion. There is a non-linear component called urgent care, which has support, um, has a bunch of support exercises. If you're in a fight, you or, don't, you know, and maybe you're only on level three. So in a fight means you're not following the level by level. It's, it's help right now. So gotcha. that's available. And then I just think that sometimes people might need to re-listen to, to the, because we have all the audio or at the, most of the audio at this point is in a podcast format. Nice. Also, most nice. of the reading. So they just might want to review, put up, put it in their, you know, they're driving to work, listen to level three again, you know, listen to just to, cause that will, they've already done the work with the exercises. Mm -hmm. They don't need to redo those unless they're, you know, gluttons for punishment, but <laughs> they, um, we know people like this, don't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I would recommend <laughs> listen because it'll put it back in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, it is set up that it, you can work with your therapist. We have a clinician program where therapists have access to the content for free. Oh, that's so awesome. That if they're working with a couple who's using it, they know what the couple is learning. 
Ah, there we and go. it helps them. And so it guides the therapy. It helps guide the therapy. Cool. That it sounds like an amazing app. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to digging more into the blog. Um, what do you see as the future for Weconcile? As far as where is it going next? What do you think the next evolution will be? Um, well, we're, we're trying to build more users right now because it's very new. I mean, we've really just launched. Well, that's and, perfect. huh? That's perfect. Is that, that's, yeah. Just, yeah. That's our, and then we are going to set up a, a, a individual user. Uh, a meconcile. If people right, are just right, right. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have a partner. And I don't right. know what's going to happen after that. I, I mean, well, at some point we might train, might create a therapist training program. I'm not sure. Well, I do think, though, that to really get it out in the world, we have a new neighbor here on Orcas Island who lives about two miles over there by the, as the crow flies named Oprah Winfrey. Oh, and really? If we could get Oprah to look at Weconcile, oh, my gosh. Write Harpo, write Harpo a letter. Write Harpo Productions a letter. I've, I've, seen, I've seen more happen on less, especially with her. When it comes to stuff like that, she is she is open to it it's getting past the gatekeepers right. it's the gatekeepers yeah. yeah well i did write malcolm gladwell a letter and asked you know if he'd introduce me to oprah because i'm a real malcolm fan and uh oprah just interviewed malcolm gladwell in her latest uh, magazine so sweet well if you get that one definitely let me uh let me know when you get that interview i'll be i'll be certain to watch it or listen to yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> all right guys well listen, listen thank you again wow we actually did we did really good um, I don't think we even broke, uh, no, we just made a half hour. Good. We, I usually go like an hour and a half after a while. It depends on what rabbit holes we run down into, but <laughs> yeah, um, we can, we can always come back and revisit this. I would love to get an update as things grow and as things get, um, you know, as you pull on the new users and the progress and, and some of the evolutions that are going to happen because you know what happens when you get clients. It never yeah. fails. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, I'm always a big fan of startups. This is definitely one of them. I'm wishing you both all the success in the world. Um, you. Can you, guys, just so you guys know, and the link is again in the description, it's www.weconcile.com. That's W-E, Concile, like reconcile, but we Concile, okay? Yep. Make sure you guys give that blog a visit. Check it out. There's some really great content. When I was, I, I literally... It's like the book you can't put down, guys. I'm warning you now, okay? If you get on there, be prepared to kind of get stuck because you will end up reading quite a bit of it um, because it's just really interesting content that I don't think very many people understand. So if I could make one, one final comment, the things that I, the major two things I see holding couples back from trying to, to get better are, are, are shame where they went through this big, huge wedding, and now the shame of it sucks. It doesn't work. All those people came and witnessed us saying we're going to love each other forever. And what's the other one? Oh, gosh. But by the way, that's why I got married by a judge, so I wouldn't have to worry about the shame part. <laughs> I don't know what's the other one. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, the thing holding <laughs> back is... Uh, uh, that that first one. Oh, there's a belief that shame. a belief that we don't we a don't belief that we should do this ourselves. We don't need support. Uh, support like this idea of support. Like, well, we all need support. And there's this other thing where you know nothing changes unless you have an opening and new information comes in. You know, and it's this idea that we should just be okay. Well, let's open a door and let some new light in, and 
see what happens. Instead of this closed system, you have to have an open system. One of, one of the biggest things that I, and this analogy will probably sound really, really clear for both of you guys. Most people, when they get into that kind of a mentality, they no longer live in a house. They live in a vault. Right. And the vault has a four foot thick door. Right. It's impossible to open right. unless to, until somebody finally says enough is enough. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not, hopefully it's not too late by that time. Maybe it's only a two foot door, but a lot right. of times it's yeah. that really yeah. thick bank vault. And it's really tough for them to come out of it. Yeah. It, pride is still the fall of man. It's never changing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's one of, and the other thing that happens is, you know, things like addictions, whether oh, it's yeah. the internet or porn or uh, affairs or alcohol or whatever, yeah. that affairs fits into there, all that stuff. Um, you can't have a, a relationship that really works if the person is actually having a, a bigger relationship with something else. Yeah, there has to be a, there has to be a decision made. Um, and one of the things that I learned from my limited little piece of the world is if you say you love somebody, the only way you can prove it is to decide that you love them daily. Right. right. And sometimes moment right. to moment in order to open that vulnerability, you know, in right. order to put away that pride, in order to be able to be there for somebody, be present and, and be able to reach out even if you're completely pissed at them. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and be able right. to stay. It's really, it's really hard to do. And it's, yeah. it's, again, it goes back to pride. But that's, guys, that's amazing stuff. And I'm sure we got more to talk about. We'll, we'll do this again sometime soon. Yep. Um, guys, it's WeConcile.com. Don't forget to check out the books. I'll put, the, I'll put the links in there. For Mike Bosworth, Jennifer Lear, myself, Coffee with Mike. Oh, my coffee's done too. Perfect, honey. <laughs> uh, we wish you guys all an amazing day, an amazing week. And uh, hey, man, keep it rolling. Keep the coffee flowing. And Keep that nootropics going for the brain. Love you guys. Take care. Ciao for now. We're good. That's it. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. Most Once you get it out there, give us the links and we'll promote it with our uh, network yeah. too. By all means. By all means. Um, it should be up by, I want to say by about three o'clock this afternoon because I got to go now and do the separation and mess with it a little yeah, yeah. bit. Put some, I might put some music in the background. Um, when you see it, it's going to be interesting because <clears throat> the way Anchor is set up, um, the sponsorship deals, I just plug them in in between the, the audios. That's why I put yeah. the breaks in. It just it, it doesn't, doesn't even seem like it. I, we took a break. It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you both. All right. Thank, Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.